You know, there is an anointing for this time. It's a special anointing for the time we're living in. And there are going to be doors that are going to be opening this time when other doors are going to be shut. But there are going to be open doors for the people of God as long as the people of God recognizes who they are. You see, we recognize who God is. But in order to be successful, we must recognize who we are and what God says. You see, this is my Bible. You have a Bible with you? Touch the telephone or whatever. Say, this is my Bible. I am what God says I am. I have what God says I have. Because this is my Bible. And this is the Word of God. You see, this Word will, will transfer you, will transform you. And when everybody is crying, you will be laughing. You understand what I'm saying here? When everybody... is in fear, you will be advancing full of strength. I'm telling you, this, these are bad times out there, but great times in here, inside. You are inside because you, how many people have Jesus in their hearts here? Okay, so I'm talking to you, all right? And you couldn't raise your hand because you have not received Jesus. Listen, because before the See, the, 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 this is over, the service, you will have an opportunity. So listen, there are promises to you, powerful promises. I'm telling you, and you will see what's coming. And then some of these people may want to come against you. We already have people against us. There is a movement, a spiritual movement in the world that is against Christianity because they are strengthening their basis in order for the Antichrist to be revealed. But I'm telling you, as they strengthen their basis, we will use those bases for the glory of Jesus. These are the last times. The Bible says it. Okay, they've been saying for a long time that Jesus is coming soon. Jesus is coming soon. But he couldn't come unless some prophecies may be fulfilled. And their promises, I mean, there are things that are being fulfilled that are almost all of them. The, one of the promises from the coming of the Lord is, remember, I'm talking about prophecies that were more than 2,000 years ago. Not two days, not two months, not two years. 2,000, 3,000 years ago. It says that the advancement of the science and the technology, my God, science and technology, they have advanced to an extreme. Just look at your phone. I mean, years ago, I mean, you guys that are young, may not really be shocked with this because you are 
born or you were little and then now you are older and you are just in this era. But me, that I remember in Cuba, we have one phone that was in the wall. And you got it like that, it was a big thing, you put it here, you have to go. And then in some areas of Cuba, you have to go and go, and the operator will answer. And then you have to tell them, what, tell them a phone or the people you want to call to. I am telling you, this advancement is immense. For us to think at that time, when people went to the moon, Everybody was, wow. People went to, now they are sending people. <laughs> this is amazing what's happening. The advancement of science and technology. This is one of the signs that you know that we are in the last days. The basic truth. Well, basic truth, or the basic saying that the Bible says that the book of Isaiah, that was around 500 before Christ. It's talking about 1,000, 2,500 years ago. And it says that true will be called a lie, and lies will be called truth. Things will change. At this time, there are many things that then were a lie, and they are being called truth. And there were many things that were truth then that now called it I. So the more we see things like this, the more we know the time we're living in. So things are going to happen. Things are going to happen that are not going to be pretty. But within those ugly things, you will be untouched. You got to believe it now. Because it's only your faith that will activate the promise. You got to get it in your head. It's not what God says. If you really cannot believe what God says, it doesn't matter what God says. Because whatever God is saying, He's saying it to you. Protection to you. Doors that are opening to you. So it's you. It's yours, I think. God says, this is to you. So it's like if somebody has a present, it doesn't matter if they have a present if you don't receive it. It doesn't matter what God says. If it's not completed, the equation is not completed. And it's completed, me believing it. And remember, when God says that you have to believe, he's talking about believing that doubt is not there. Because believing is based in trust. The more you trust God, the more you believe him. So when you have a doubt, it's because your mind is fighting that which God is saying, not because you want to fight it, is that simply you cannot reason it out. And if you cannot reason it out, there is a battle. God says, but, whenever there is a but, you cancel the promise for you at that time. Are you following what I'm saying? Raise your hand towards heaven. You gotta be sensitive. You always have had to be sensitive, but now, you can put your hands out. But now, more than ever, because things are gonna get, family, family, listen to me, things are gonna get bad. 
You can put your hand down if you want. Va a quedarte toda la vida así. Now, things are going to get bad. So the worst things get, because we get to the, to the really end of things, the more that you need to be protected by the promises of God. You got to read Psalm 91 several times a day. Psalm 91 is an accumulation, an accumulation of promises of God to his people. Oh, there are many promises all over, but Psalm 91 for me was my favorite. And is my favorite because I know it, but then to reread it, is to rebelieve it and to remeditate in it. You see, you got to meditate. You, and the meditation comes from in, in, intimacy with God. Intimacy. Intimacy gives you a new revelation, a fresh power. Are you listening to what I'm saying here? We are in times that we are responsible. Not God. God already, his responsibility is letting us know what he has for us. My responsibility is to believe God regardless whether I can reason it out or not. The Bible doesn't teach me to reason. The Bible teaches me to believe. God gave me my reasoning. And I'm supposed to use my intelligence and my reasoning as long as God doesn't speak. When God speaks, you shut up and listen. That's why Jesus says, unless you become a child, you will not see the kingdom of God. He's talking about the benefits of God. You'll never have the benefits of God unless you become a child. What do you mean become a child? Well, innocence is part of, what, of uh, one of the characteristics of a child. Innocence, obedience, have to obey without understanding it. Because you remember when you were little? Your dad used to tell you something you didn't know, but you had to do it. You couldn't understand it, but you had to do it. Dad knows more than a child, than a baby. So now is the, the time that you have to say, whatever God says, I believe it, even though I may not understand it or I cannot reason it out. And you will be, you will be successful. You see, success is Success, success. Success, we everybody want to be successful. Raise your hand if you want to be successful. If you don't want to be successful, you're, <laughs> you're a weird guy. It's a normal situation that you want to be successful. If you don't want to be successful, you need a psychiatrist immediately. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of mental problems right now. But success, you see, the, the world that we came from, the world, it looks for success. Pushing and pushing and with the sweat of their eyebrows and, you know, really giving it all they got. And they, are, they achieve success. But, you know, they achieve success working seven days a week. They achieve success with a tremendous amount of situational stress and things, you know what I mean? Uh, they have to open heart surgery. 
That is not the way God wants us to be successful. Because you know what is your success? Your success is Christ in you. He, he, that's, he's your success. You're successful if Christ lives in you. Are you listening to me now? Now let me, let me finish. And let me finish now. Because we still want the thing. We want to be successful in life. We want to have my business. I want to do this. I do want to have money. I want to, be, I want to have a yacht. I want to have a good car. For the glory of Jesus. But no, you cannot be for the glory of Jesus if you are working like a dog. And really your glory, you are receiving the glory because you're working seven days a week to have what you have. That's why people said, if you knew what I have at the times that I put in this, I put all my this, I put all my that, oh, Jesus is out. If you, are so, if you get to believe that your success is Jesus Christ within you, then something starts happening. Because that success that is in you starts projecting to the exterior a power that will start giving you a favor and you will be successful in what life calls success. You understand what I'm saying? Maybe you don't understand. You don't understand too bad. Come next week. Listen. Christ is your success. You're successful already. Even though you may not have a business, maybe you don't have a, a, a cent. But if you believe that and you walk like that and giving God thanks because one of the attributes of Christ is success. Then even there is an anointing that starts taking place in your life. An anointing of favor. That things, all doors will open for you. And you will enter in. And business will start flourishing. There's a lot of people that are going to go into business, Christian people. Now you cannot go in fear. The devil is not going to allow you just to go and run and make it. Because the more you make it, the more you have, the more you shine. And the more you shine, it's bad for the devil because people go to that light that is shining. Are you listening to me? Say something. Don't even hear. Say yes, bad or what? Well, come on. You are successful. And you, listen to me. This year, there's going to be a lot of millionaires that are going to develop. Now you are there, now you say, well... I hope it's me. No, it's not going to be you. There's no hope here. You need to know. The one that say, oh, I hope, I hope God will hear him to say that. Yeah, God will hear him. Of course, he's not deaf. But you, your attitude of saying that shows me that you are not believing what I'm saying. When I say there's going to be a millionaire this year, you say, I'm one of them. Yeah, well, at least we yeah, I, I'm pleased that there are two people that are going to be millionaires this year. Give yourself a hand. Listen to me. If you ever want to advance and you want really the blessings of the Lord and the angels that you have around you to open doors for you and work out, you cannot be timid. 
Listen, you cannot, Christianity are not timid. Religion makes you timid. This is not religion. This is a relationship with Jesus Christ. We are not timid. That, well, I see the Lord. No, this is not all that. Thank you, Jesus, and Palante. You hear what I'm saying? Go forward. No timid. Tell everybody who you are and who you believe in. It doesn't matter what nobody says. I don't care if Biden comes here and says something. He may not come here, but you got to say, hey, I believe this. I believe for life. I believe that God made two sexes. I believe this. I believe that. I believe that. I don't care what the law says. Any law, anything that comes from wherever that goes against my God, I will say I am here to declare that Jesus Christ is the Lord. All right, in that area, but that same projection you need to have in anything else in life. There is a promise of you to reach. The thing is that, for example, I said you're going to be a millionaire, or you, you may be one of those that are going to be a millionaire, and for you to put it in doubt, in many times because you, you, to tap it out, you ain't got no money. And if you ain't got no money, what is this guy talking about? It's hard. But you see, your present cannot rule your future. You cannot believe you could be rich simply because since you ain't got nothing, how could I be rich? Maybe I have enough to pay my rent. Maybe I have enough to have food at my table. Well, that sounds good, but that's not the thing. God wants you to be in abundance. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Your enemies are the ones that want you to be controlled. I want you to have nothing or little. Because he, the devil, don't want you to shine. Doesn't want you to advance. Because if you advance, you are fruitful. And if you are fruitful, you will shine. And if you shine, people will come to you. All right? When you ain't got nothing, nobody comes to you. People go, go away from you. They're afraid you ask them for money. <laughs> they go away. Here he comes. Let's go, man. Let's go, bye. Yeah. But when you got, you don't have to call nobody. They will come, all right? They will come by themselves because you will be shining. The way you are, when you speak about God, something happens. Not just because of money. That's one area for sure. The world of money and they will come to you and you will speak and then you will tell them how you achieved that money and who gave you that money for the glory of Jesus Christ. And that they could also have that money if they would do what you do, what you did. You open your heart to Jesus and you allow that success to come out of you and to touch your surroundings. It's a blessing that will be in your surroundings. It will not come from up there, it will come from here. Because Jesus is within you. And don't forget, people, Jesus is God. Oh my God. Are you following everything I'm saying here? 
Things are going to be opening for the people of God this year. Where you're going to have enemies. You already have enemies. And you ain't got nothing. <laughs> when you start having, prepare yourself. Not only people are going to come to you. In that group that is going to come to you, enemies are coming. Many are God coming to receive and to have. But others are coming with a plan because they're jealousy, they're envy, etc., etc. They want to get close to you. Because they may not even know it, but they are driven by the devil himself. And they don't know it. They just don't like you. And they envy you or they dislike you. They're jealous. Who's this guy? Who does he think he is? I knew, when, I knew when he had nothing. Now look at him. Talking about this, they're going to that church. That crazy pastor with a beard. Whatever. Talking bad about me. That's what I don't like. <laughs> so, let me see. This is, I have here in, uh, in Corinthians. Okay. 1 Corinthians 16 you got it there, 1 Corinthians 16, uh, 9. Okay, that's it. It says, great doors, okay, because, okay, because a great door for effective work has opened to me. I don't, I don't like what version you're telling me that I'm going to have to look at me. I don't like that version. I'm going to get it here. I don't know where we got it. Say it's, it's, it's 1 Corinthians 16. My God. You give me a chance, right? Okay. For a great door, a great door, not just a good door, a great door. So now you have to start thinking what God means that a great door is. You got to start thinking like God thinks. You understand? You got to start thinking like God thinks. Because that's why he has here his thoughts. What do you think he has his thoughts here? I cannot think like God. Sure you can think like God. Read the Bible. And you will know how he thinks. You know what Ephesians 5.1 says? Be imitators of God. So we have to start thinking like God. At least pushing ourselves to think like God. For a great door, an effectual, my God, effectual, this is effective. It is effective. It's a great door which is effective. In what? In success outside. The, the, the success in me will make things successful around me and doors are being opened. Opportunities. Great opportunity. Effective opportunities are being opened, God says. For whom? For whom? Say for me. My God. Let the devil know that you are not afraid, that you are not timid and you know the word. Satanás te tiene miedo. That's true. Satan is afraid of you. And he will not be afraid as long as you are timid. He knows I can't, I can't destroy this guy. 
He got to know you're a warrior. There are great and effectual doors being opened. For whom? For whom? That's right. Praise God, man. You're making me work too hard. <laughs> okay. For a great door and effectual is open unto me. Yeah, do you know who is me? Me is me. <laughs> and there are many adversaries. Adversaries. That's opposition. These are people that are coming against you. Your adversaries. So, the more greater the door, the greater the door, the greater is the effectiveness of that opportunity, the more adversaries that are going to come. It's already written. It will happen. The point now is, if you know who you are, forget about the adversaries because the adversaries are under your feet. And they cannot touch you because you are walking the walk. And you are declaring that Jesus is your Lord, is your Savior. And this door, God opened it for me. You see, after God opened that door, that great door and effectual door, is your door. You either enter or do not enter. But it's your door. Not even God will close that door. After God gives it to you, his responsibility is giving you that door. He gave you that door. He stops. You have your own decision to make. You go through it or you don't go through it. Now, adversaries are going to come. Some will clearly will get in your way, but some others will come giving you advice. Hey, don't, you know, that, this is a good opportunity. But yes, you, you're going to go there. You're going to put some money. Uh, you may lose all your money. Now, look at what's happening in the, in the, in the uh, there are, you know, all these things, you know, little money, people, inflation. Don't go into that now. So they, they will give you advice not to enter. The advice not to enter are going to come from people that don't like you, for people that they themselves are cowards, and then people that love you, that they believe that if you enter that door, you could get hurt. It's, it's stay in your job. You got minimum wage, minimum wages. And fine, they raise you a couple of dollars. Stay there. Don't go into that. Let's be sure. Hey, you cannot advance in life if you uh, tied yourself down to the present. You want to advance. You see, you, you are, it's like a stair. You go to next step. Believe me, when you get to that other step in that stair, you get to let go of the other one. You cannot, you cannot give being both. If you want to advance, you advance and you let go of the other guy. If you are afraid, then you go back and you don't go. You will always be in the same escalon. Huh? Are you following what I'm saying? So there'll be advice for you not to enter. Some with a bad feeling to do it against you. Others because they love you. There's a bunch of things why, but they will advise you against it. 
So you, it's your, it's your door. Either you enter, do not enter. But if a God opens a great door, effectual door, if you don't enter, you are dumb and a coward. And you will stay a level always, and then you go to heaven. Of course, you receive Jesus. But are you going to shine on this earth? The devil will keep you down because he doesn't want you to advance. We are called, like he, God told Adam, be fruitful. We are here to be fruitful. To be fruitful is to create, to do, to advance. And this is a year that God gave me the word this morning, at the beginning of the year, of breakthrough and advancement. Breakthrough, you have to break through that which is holding you back. There are things that are holding you back. Things holding you back. Maybe things are your past. I don't know. Maybe they raped you when you were a child. I don't know. That's holding you back. Maybe it was your last marriage. You were married to an animal. <laughs> they used to hit you, did that. So now you're afraid to get married again because he's going to be the same or perhaps, perhaps worse. You got to let go of whatever. You had a business and you lost the money. So maybe I don't go to business anymore. No, you can't. Be sure you connect with God correctly. And you got to continue on. You're here to advance. I don't care how old you are. Especially if you are young people. I mean, that's no question about it. You young people, there's no question about it. This is what I'm saying. If you know the Lord, because God, young people have a drive that when we get older, we lose it. So here, my message is for you guys that already have a lot of gray hair. Young people, if young people tell me that they are afraid, they really have a problem in their mind. Because God has a plan for them and for you and for everybody. And there are great doors that are going to be open. And whose doors are those? For whom? For whom? For me. You better believe it. You better believe it. And they're going to be adversaries, but it doesn't matter if you're adversaries. They cannot touch you. I say they cannot touch you. They cannot touch you. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Look at Psalm 23. Let's go to Psalm 23 for a moment. Psalm. Psalm 23, verse 5. Hmm. It says, Thou, you know, you know who thou is, thou, you. Thou preparest a table before me. In the presence of mine enemies, Thou anointed my head with oil, my cup runneth over. This is such a powerful thing because we already have portions of the Bible that says that as those big doors open, there will be adversaries, enemies that will come about. Now, Psalm 23 talks about this. It says, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. 
My enemies are here. They have come to hurt me. They are come for me not to enter the doors. But God is preparing a table. He's talking about a banquet, a celebration. God is saying, please, when all this enemy come against you, remember, I will prepare a table for a banquet. We're going to prepare for, for, a, for a party. We're going to celebrate you entering the door that I opened for you. So that's what he's saying here. Preparing a table means preparing a banquet, preparing a feast. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Because God wants you to remember, we celebrate before it manifests in the natural. We don't wait for the manifestation contest. Well, we thank him, of course, but we don't wait for that to start my, my celebration and my, my thankfulness and my being grateful. Before the manifestation appears in the natural, I will thank him. He's preparing a, a party for me because he loves me and he has opened a great door and with efficacy, efficacy, it's going to be a great thing. Could be a business. I don't know what it could be, but it could be something that is extremely positive for you. Do you hear me? So whenever you see enemies come because of something that it, you're going to know. When a door is about to be opened, any situations are going to happen in your life. Because the, door, the, the, the enemy knows that something is coming big for you. That's what it is. So he wants you to deviate your projection of faith. He doesn't want you to concentrate or focus in that which God is bringing that you already are believing to know. You now, he wants you to focus in something else, the problem that it may be causing around you. Do you see what I'm trying to tell you? But then when that happens, you laugh. You got to laugh at it. Laugh at him and declare. You say, the door prepare a table for me. There's going to be a party. It's going to be a feast. We are celebrating. Praise God. And then maintain the focus in whatever God is showing. Don't let him take your eye, push you to take your eyes away from him. You follow? This is so important. And look at this now. Look at the end of this. The end says, uh, thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. And the oil is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. He's saying that it's, gonna, it's an anointing upon you. That an anointing that the Holy Spirit is putting, your cup runneth over. Your cup runneth over means abundance. It means that you have more than enough. It's not that your cup gets filled. Your cup is going to run over. That means that you have more than enough. It means that you have an abundance. My God, give the Lord a hand, please. Do you follow what I'm saying, people? This is tremendous. That's tremendous. You can believe it. You don't believe it. No, it's not tremendous. It's nothing. But if you believe it, whenever it comes a problem with you, those are adversaries. Adversaries, sometimes you see they're humans. Sometimes you don't see them because they're really behind the humans are demons. They may come with humans or without humans. With lettuce or tomato, as I say, you know what I mean? <laughs> they come like that. But as they come, you must know the word enough 
to realize that when they arrive in those situations, adverse situation, then you say, praise God, my Lord. Not because of the trouble came. You praise the Lord because at the same time, he prepares a feast in celebration of whatever is coming for you. You got to believe something big is coming for you. Say, I believe something big is coming for me. God has not forgotten me. My cup runneth over. Say it. Say it. If you, the power of the words. Listen, you got to believe that. Are you here to learn or what? This is not a ritual, a, a, ritual, a ritualistic church. Ritual and ceremony. We're here to know the word and apply it. The power of your words change things. You better start recognizing. You know that words at the beginning were not established for communication. Were established for creation. The first words were God saying, let's... The light be. You understand? Creation. There are words that creates. You have power of creativity in your words. Of activating certain things in the spiritual world. Remember that. So that's why it's so terrible when you start speaking negatively about you yourself. Some of you are now what you have spoken about yourself before. How many times you call yourself stupid when things go bad? How many times have you cursed yourself when things are going bad? Are you following what I'm saying? You got to be careful how you speak to your children. Well, but he says he's dumb. He's getting bad grades. I know he's getting bad grades, but don't call him dumb. Call him what God sees. God sees him not being dumb, but being intelligent and successful. You don't have, but what am I going to tell him? Call him and say, hey, listen, you, are, you know better than that. You got to study more. You're intelligent. Look at these grades. They're terrible. You don't have to get these grades. Come on. You got enough in you to do very well in school. So how do you speak to your children? Do you tell them exactly what the product of what has happening or you tell them what you want that product to be? You follow? So don't be timid. Don't be timid. Realize that God is with you and that you are unstoppable in this world. If God is with you, who? If God is with you, who can be against you? Nobody. Use your words. Don't be upset at me because I push you. As a matter of fact, I don't preach to you too, that often. See, I preach, if, if, if I preach every Sunday to you, then you'll be upset at me. Once a month, more or less, you let me go. 
But I'm, I'm, I'm your sergeant. And you are an army. You're in an army. This is not a church just to be here half hour, an hour. You come here to learn and go out there and win. Do you hear? I don't want, this is me. And I pray that you start bringing people in church to learn. You got to start doing your part. You hear? This group, listen, I got around 6,000 people in the Spanish service. You've got to push and bring some people in church. Let the devil, no God, God knows you love him. And let the devil know who you are and take people away from his hands. Your friends, you're only one, bring one. Bring one. And that one will bring another one some other time. We pick up the offering already. Why don't you tell me? <laughs> you thought I forgot, not forgot. So praise the Lord. Let's 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 give. Unless we sow, there's no harvest. Cambiame la música, por favor. Dios. I'm going to get my wife here. Look at my wife. Give me Dame otro acorde. A ver, come on, come on. Give me something here, man. Jesus, wake up. So, if you don't sow, you will not have a harvest. And that's the way it is. Some people say, that's constantly. Pastor, I have a problem. I don't have any money and I got to pay my rent. I got to pray for me. But the Bible doesn't tell me that I have to pray for money. The Bible gives me the instruction what to do. So if I pray for money for you because you ain't got money, you want more money or whatever, the, the, the answer prayer will be opening the door for you to see the instructions. Give and it shall be given unto you. Press down, huh? It will, in other words, an abundance, because harvest is an abundance. Harvest is a multiplication of that seed. So that's what the Bible says. The instruction of God to you is that if you sow, you will have a harvest. Now, the type of harvest you're going to have is according to your, uh, what's the word I want to use? Okay, somebody tell me, what, what do you want to use? What do you want to say? According to your, not your faith, but it's another word. Okay, tell me one word, children, please. <laughs> According to your, uh, say something, somebody help me. Huh? Como? No. I said, if you sow, you will have a harvest. Now, the harvest depends, the level of the harvest depends how you sow. You sow with, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, thank you. Your attitude. Tu actitud. 
your attitude. With what attitude you, you, you sow. Are you happy? Are you sad? You are doing it because they're looking at you? They're doing it because you really want to bless the work of God? And you are doing it. You see, there are people that don't have a harvest even though they have a good attitude. There's some things I got to tell you. Why? There are people that says, I am giving because I love the Lord. I don't need nothing in return. That's bad because God never said that. That's a good attitude, but that doesn't stop there. Faith does not continue. Faith must continue. Give and it shall be given unto you. They shall be given unto you is the harvest. It will not work because I'm not believing in they shall be given unto you. Do you follow people? So not only you have to have, that's why the Bible says God loves a cheerful giver, but my attitude is not only the correct that I want to give to the Lord, etc., but my faith must continue into that it shall be given unto me. God wants to bless you. God wants you to have a harvest. Amen? Amen. Say amen.